Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be talking about the cross-dressing pastor at Mike Todd's church. Now Mike Todd, if you're not familiar with him, is one of the most social media active pastors out there. He is a huge name and on the rise. And we first called him out in 2020, which was very early uh, for discernment ministries, probably the first to call him out. But nonetheless, he is, his star has risen and he has accumulated fat stacks and he has 1.88 million subs on YouTube, making him one of the largest churches for sure. And he's a huge deal. But at his church, uh, they have a pastor that is very metrosexual and that's putting it very mildly. That's probably an undersell of what's going on there. But I do want to tell this story because this is a, a church that clearly markets to women. And one of the gimmicks that they're doing to market to women, particularly black women, is they're having metrosexual pastors uh, like the guy we're going to talk about in this video and it's a very bad outfit that we're going to do a little bit of fashion policing on but we are going to drive home a more biblical message on this subject so don't forget to like the video and also subscribe to the channel if you are new and if you want to support and go above and beyond just the uh, least you can do which is what i just said you can uh head on over to evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join and this is our Patreon-like system that we built on EvangelicalDarkWeb.org. Uh, there's a lot more content on EvangelicalDarkWeb.org, and you should check that out as well. So we're going to hop right in. And this was a sermon delivered uh, about a month ago uh, called Cuff to Climbing, Cuffing Season. And the pastor's name is Charles Metcalf. Metcalf. And for the record, he's not a homosexual. I just want to make that clear. He is dressed like a homosexual. Like you'd expect someone wearing that to be at a gay bar or at uh, some sort of uh, parade of pride. But you do not expect someone dressing the way he is to be preaching a sermon on a Sunday morning. That is not what you expect because it's a metrosexual, if not homosexual, attire. Like this... He's dressed like a twink, and we're going to go into some more detail on that, but uh, it's pretty cringe, and this whole scene is cringe, so we're just going to watch a little bit of uh, his sermon here, and I do believe this is his gospel presentation part, it and it's pretty cringe. So, I almost lost what he's going to joke about ad nauseum is how he almost fell going down the ladder, which I don't really catch, but, you know, he wants to talk about it as like some sort of humble brag. But we definitely have a pink, uh, I think that's denim, but I could be wrong about, or at least a jeans. I, I can't tell what the material is, but you, you got an entirely pink outfit, and I don't think that's a men's outfit. It just doesn't look like it's cut for men. Underneath that, he's wearing a wife beater, which is very classy. And then we got some uh, my life. boots on that you can tell he's never done actual work in those boots, that these boots are just a fashion statement. So he wants to seem like he's blue collar despite wearing a pink collar. But other than that, we got the bleached uh, blonde hair. 
Did you see that? I literally was like. And a lot of um, metrosexuality, and that's putting yeah. it lightly. I'm simply asking you to uncuff from your cli climbing and just surrender to the call. This is his gospel presentation receive, part. Receive the call. That's the only, that's, that's the big decision before you. You don't have to climb anymore. You don't have to be up in your tree. Make sure I go to this college and I make sure I get the scholarship and I got to make sure I do this. And I got to make sure I do it. And I got to make sure. I gotta, I gotta. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? This ain't me talking. This is Matthew 28. Come away with me. Work with me. Watch me. Walk with me. This is the invitation of Jesus. Matthew 28. He says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Get away with me and I will give you rest for your soul. That tree can't save your soul. That performance ain't going to save your soul. The invitation of Jesus is if you're tired of climbing trees. If you're tired of performing for people, performing for your family, performing for if you're tired of that. I also got to note how those, those pants are cut at the bottom. But pay attention to what, like this is a part of the gospel presentation where he's explaining what Jesus saves you from. And you simply want to spend time in the arms of Jesus. You got the emotional music in the background to kind of get the manipulation on. A lot of churches do that, not just prosperity mega churches. Responses in this room. Your suburban mega church as well. Some of you. Not a fan of it. It's time to get out of your tree. And when I say tree, only you know what that is. I could go through a long list of stuff that could be a possible thing you're climbing, but only you know what you're doing to try to get attention from people, to try to get attention from God, to try to cover up the insecurities and the vulnerability. Only you know that. And it's time to get out of the tree. It's time to come down. Yeah, I mean, that's not the gospel. And that's not surprising. This is Mike Todd's Transformation Church. You don't expect to hear the gospel preached at Mike Todd's Transformation Church. You expect prosperity gospel because prosperity gospel is in their faith statement. It's literally in their faith statement that they believe that the uh, evidence of salvation, the saving work of Jesus Christ, includes uh, financial and uh, financial prosperity and also wealth and health. It's literally in their faith statement on Transformation Church, and I've covered that in the past, and I've covered it extensively while covering Michael Todd. So he's a prosperity preacher. He doesn't understand the Trinity, and this is the other pastor at their church, and he dresses like a homosexual twink. He dresses like a catamite. And here's the ir ironic thing is, he's married 
and like he has like Pete Davidson energy. That's the irony of it. Uh, that is to me it's just super ironic because he looks like if Pete Davidson was a homosexual pastor. That is what Charles Metcalf looks like. Yet he still has that Pete Davidson energy. But overall, this is a church that is marketed towards women. And it shows. Uh, I think, you know, that that's who is really into the into that dress, because, you know, men aren't into that. You know, men aren't aren't into that. So I do want to pull up Deuteronomy uh, chapter 22, verse five. A woman shall not wear man's clothing, nor shall a man put on women's clothing for whoever does these things. It is an abomination to the Lord, your God. So this is called an abomination because the person doing these things is trying to blur the line between sexes. And God made the sexes distinct. He did that on purpose. It is part of the created and natural order of things. And obviously, what is a man's clothing? What is a woman's clothing? Do change over time. But at each point point in time there is a distinction between the two so with that said he is wearing women's clothing i don't care what sort of pretentious fashion designer uh came up with that for men that that's a woman's outfit and the whole other get up is he's dressed like a twink he's dressed like a catamite that's not acceptable to be dressed like a catamite and preach the word of God. We talk a lot, especially in conservative circles, about modesty in the church. Modesty in the church. And most of the time it's all about the, you know, the women who uh, want to show their boobs on Sunday. You know, wear short skirts and all that other stuff. Most of the time it's kind of about that. And I'm not saying that that stuff is right, but when we want to talk about modesty in the church, we need to go beyond just the basic. Because to me, the point about modesty in the church is about drawing attention to yourself. Uh, when you look at the history of why priests wore you know, black robes and collars, part of the reason is they're not drawing attention to themselves by what they're wearing. Other than the fact that they're dressed like a priest, but they're not in a you know lavish outfit. Look at me, look at me, like Charles Metcalf is, or Metcalf is, like Mike Todd often is, because he dresses like a metrosexual, not a catamite. Michael Todd, to my knowledge, does not dress like a catamite, like his other pastor does, but he does dress like a metrosexual to draw attention to himself. Stephen Furtick does the same thing. Craig Rochelle, to a lesser extent, but to my knowledge, also does the same thing. Uh, Carl Lentz, big-time metrosexual. Uh, we talk about skinny jean pastors, and we kind of rip on them, but one of the reasons you know that we don't rip on them, but we probably should, is because they're trying to draw attention to themselves with what they are wearing. And women can draw attention to themselves uh, in the church by, you know, showing some cleavage, short skirts, all that stuff. And that's why we say we, you shouldn't do that in church, right? But they can also do that without uh, doing uh, being sexually alluring. 
And men too can be immodest in the church. And that's what it looks like. It's all about look at me, look at what I'm wearing. And not about the word of God being not preached, because this is Mike Todd's Transformation Church. But nonetheless, nonetheless, it's performative. This is a costume. He's dressing like a catamite, you know, purposely for a reason. But the reason isn't to point people to Christ, because he's not pointing people to Christ. You listen to his, you know, his come to Jesus part of the sermon, and it's not pointing you to Christ. It's pointing you away from chasing things that aren't necessarily bad, but things that aren't going to save you. But it's not, you know, pointing out what Jesus saves you from. It's not pointing that out. It's more like, you know, come to Jesus so you can feel less stress about your life and get more fulfillment because you're not going to get complete fulfillment in all these other things, which, you know, is true, but it's not the gospel. That's not how you tell the gospel because the gospel is about creation. It's about created, you know, the created order of things, which, you know, again, he's dressing like a, he's a man dressing like a catamite. So we already see that there's some disturbance in the created order. And, you know, and all of us have disturbance in the created order. So God devised a plan to save us. And he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, because our affront to God's created order through original sin, the sin that we inherited from Adam, and the actual sin that we commit leads us to hell. It leads us to hell. And Jesus, not only through living a perfect life, he did not have original sin, he did not commit actual sin, and he lived a righteous life on our on our behalf and died and paid the penalty for our sins so that we may be reconciled to God. And what that means is that we have purpose in life now. You know, we don't, and you know, this is the part that he's getting at that we don't have to rely on all these other worldly things. We have God with us now. That means we can do good work now. That means we can stand up to whatever the world has to throw at us now. That means we can endure suffering for Christ now. That means we can become better people and repent of our sins now. But in glory, we'll be free from original sin and we will be uh, in Christ for eternity. That's, that's the gospel. The gospel is not a self-help motivation book. And that's what a lot of these prosperity, this is a prosperity church, but they also preach that algorithm Christianity, the idea of we're going to say what's popular, what gets the most likes, clicks on social media. And to their credit, and not exactly a compliment here, they've done exceedingly well on social media. But, you know, here's something that I say. If you want to be liked by the world, God will let you be liked by the world. And churches like that may have a lot of money, but they aren't saving people. So that's all I got to say about that. My name is Ray. If you like this kind of content, also like and subscribe.
Let me know what you think about what I think in the comment section below. Have a blessed day and I will catch you on the next one.